So, Anathea, thank you for being here uh, with me, Phil Potenziano, superintendent here in Brunswick Schools. We are excited to be a district that's using the Say Something anonymous reporting system. And I thought it would be an opportunity for our community members that listen to the Brunswick podcast to get a better understanding of the um, background uh, about it, how it's used in other districts, states, how big, et cetera. I understand, you know, it's it was from the tragic incidents of Sandy Hook Elementary School, but why don't I pause there and give you an opportunity to tell me who you are or tell our audience who you are and um, give us some background on on the Say Something Anonymous reporting program and the Sandy Hook Promise. Sure thing. Well, my name is Anathea Chartrand, as you said, and I am the Associate Vice President of the Say Something Anonymous Reporting System Program. I've been with Sandy Hook Promise for three and a half years, and um, my entire career um, of over 20 years, I've worked in the education sector, either as a classroom teacher or in the educational space. I was with Sullivan Learning for 10 years before this, helping to develop the programs that were taught within the centers. So that's me. Um, and now I'll give you an overview of the history of Sandy Hook Promise. Following the tragedy at Sandy Hook Elementary School in um, 2012, we're actually coming up on the 10-year remembrance in a couple of weeks. Mark Barden and Nicole Hockley and other relatives who lost loved ones came together with the mission of preventing something like this from happening again. So the mission of Sandy Hook Promise is to prevent violence in homes, schools, and communities through educational programs. So what we aim to do is to teach students to be upstanders, to say something if they see something, someone who might be a threat to themselves or others, and to say something to a trusted adult. Use an anonymous reporting system. We recognize that some might not be comfortable doing that or to call 911 if there's an imminent threat. So going back to when we started, the organization itself was launched in early 2013. Following that, we started developing our programs and we have the Start With Hello program that is a foundational program that teaches students to be more inclusive, to reach out if they see someone alone, and to ask for help if they see that someone might be in need of it. And that's a great foundational program. Then we developed the Say Something program, which is the program that, again, teaches students to be upstanders and to say something. And then recognizing that not all students are comfortable talking to a trusted adult or to calling 911. That's when we decided to launch an anonymous reporting system. So that was launched in 2018. And since we launched in 2018, we have developed a national crisis center in Miami, Florida. Our crisis center is run and we have a crisis center director who also has many years in education. Her name is Jessica Neely. And then we have a team of highly skilled and dedicated crisis counselors who take tips 24-7, 365, and conduct two-way dialogue with our tipsters. So one thing that really sets our program apart from others is the 24-7, 365 availability. They respond to tips within seconds and the ability to conduct two-way dialogue. Great. Thank you, Anathea. Sure. That was a perfect beginning. I got a few follow-ups that sure. 
So um, thank you for the history back to, you know, again, knowing when the elementary massacre occurred, but but when you when the organization began and then in earnest, when the Say Something Anonymous reporting system was what I wanted to focus on today, mm -hmm. that's 2018. And you brought up a couple other things and you spoke about Jessica, who I've met, and Jessica seems she's phenomenal. And mm -hmm. she really is. The team are. Um, one thing that I've talked about in my district, my prior district, we use this as well and, mm -hmm. um, and you know, found it to be really, really helpful. But let's just unpack a little bit more about that National Crisis Center and the training that takes place in part of that. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, I would love to just be able to kind of hear some statistics or some data Absolutely. around usage, reporting, and then we'll pivot to the, the training because that's, you know, not to get too far ahead here. That was what got me excited was mm -hmm. not only that two-way interface between the re the reportee and the and the receiver, tipster. but yep. yeah, the tipster, but really the level of training and and whatnot. So again, let's stop, pause with data if you if you don't mind or or information of of that. That'd be awesome. So thank you. Sure. So I can talk a little bit about just some data related to the program and where we are, because that's also very impressive. At this point, we're, we are in over 150 individual school districts across the country. We are also live in the entire state of North Carolina. And then we're also part, we have a partnership with the state of Pennsylvania. Those have been since we launched the program, we've actually gone into, um, we usually have three-year contracts with districts and we're now in a renewal cycle. So many of those districts that started off with us are going into an additional three-year contract. We have, since the program's inception, we have have processed over 115,000 tips. 100, we are 115,000. 115,000 tips. Wow. Okay. We are live in over 5,500 school districts and we've trained almost 2.9 million students and adults in our program. Pause there for a second. Just sure. live, whole state, mm -hmm. North Carolina. Yep. And is that Pennsylvania as well? Yeah. It is. Okay. And then um, 150 individual school districts. Yeah. How many states approximately that that's roughly? I think, um, I think uh, 23 states. So a lot. And okay. counting. Yeah. Okay. We, um, we are in California. We have a large footprint in California, all up and down the state in a diversity of geographies, rural, urban. We just launched in Orange County. Yeah, I mean, because we're small, small, you know, ish national standards, but mm -hmm. we're, we're a little bit bigger. But what I looked at your research or looked at me previously, it looked like it was all size districts. I think Absolutely. you also have really large ones in Texas. Yeah. So, Dallas. We just launched in Dallas this year. We are also live in Houston. That was one of our first partnerships. So yeah. in the, those two great cities, really strong partnerships there, yeah. Atlanta and Savannah, Georgia. So big um, districts, yep. big districts. So can you, and before we move forward to the, the crisis center, do, do you have any outcome data? Like, I mean, I know you've received tips or is that harder to get to or? or no, um, I can give you some outcome data if. I'm, I'm not sure if that's even yeah. the right phrase, really outcome data, sure. but it's one of the questions that our community talks about is how, how do we know if this is working or and, you know, from my own personal experience, you know, we've been launched, what, six, maybe seven, eight weeks. My administrators are acting on those tips. So from a 
anecdotal. We haven't, you know, looked at the data per se. We we're seeing very positive outcome data. Yeah. Um, so I can share a little bit of data with you right now. We have actually 150,000 plus tips received. Apologies for that. But oh, we sorry. have okay. Yep, okay. We have um over 378 confirmed lives saved directly related to tips submitted to our anonymous reporting system. We've helped over 2,900 students helped during an imminent mental health crisis. That includes potentially suicide, suicide ideation. Yeah, you've just given some really incredible data points. And I, I know we only have a little bit of time together, but I just, I heard you say 378 confirmed live saves. And that, I, I, I may be speaking too broadly, but that's where maybe an individual has been in a crisis and we're, Absolutely. you know, threatening some form of harm. That's just beautiful. That's beyond beautiful. That's really incredible. So, and then your other data point that you just went into was the, after that was the crisis. What was that next for next? Students who confirmed yes. lives during a mental health crisis. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a perfect segue, I think, for us to talk about what you know, there are other products out there, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I think my community knows that. Um, and we looked at as an internal team, we looked at that. But I think what separates this is that crisis center. And again, absolutely, Jessica, nearly in the training. So if you, you know, we got about 15 minutes left, it'd be great to talk a little bit more about, you know, when one, the training and whatnot. And then I mm -hmm. thought we could then go also uh, over the, um, you know, what happens when a tip comes in and whatnot. Absolutely. And then I would like to note one other thing that really sets our program apart from others. It's the wealth of resources. We mm -hmm. really pride ourselves on being a holistic solution. So we don't just provide the crisis center support, which is, of course, the hallmark of our program and that two-way dialogue. But we really believe in the quality of our training and empowering youth to take a leadership role in engaging their school community with the program. That has been one of my, as an educational leader, is empowering our student voices. Mm -hmm. We had a board meeting last night and we had students come and talk about something different. But I think the more we embrace our students, absolutely elevate their voices, particularly in this or other areas, the better, the stronger the outcomes, et cetera. So thanks for, you know, reiterating that as another component of, you know, why this program is so beneficial. Yeah. So thank you. And we also do provide ongoing sustainability support for the life of the program through coaching, one-on-one -on -one support with school and district teams. We train 911 local dispatch and have great relationships with law enforcement to really ensure that there's a strong multidisciplinary team in at the local level. Going back to the crisis center and our crisis counselors, they are highly trained and also qualified. We have a PhD clinical in clinical psychology, working at the crisis center, people with backgrounds in social work, as well as um, long histories in education and working with youth. And so they come with that background. And then we also have, we require several weeks of training and coaching before they even, um, a crisis counselor even takes a tip independently. And we provide training on such things as mental health, first aid, assist suicide prevention, 
question, we're actually going to, Jessica is actually, and another of our crisis counselor, um, crisis center supervisors is traveling to an in-person assist training so that our crisis center will have someone who can train others in assist suicide prevention so that members of our teams between our account management team and the crisis center will be trained in assist suicide prevention. How many, um, you know, again, another part of that, and you said it so well, which is you're not just an organization that provides the service, there's the background. And I think that's, and and your other point about ensuring that there's a strong multi-disciplinary uh, team, I'll just vouch for that, you know, mm-hmm. you're working with our our police department and our dispatch team has been very positive. But That's great to hear. Yeah, it really has been. And, and we have a great collaborative relationship with our police department in general and Chief Stewart here. But can you talk to me, how, how does that work? So it's 24-7. That must be a lot of people. Um, yeah, it's quite a few people. Um, and the great thing about our crisis center is that it has the room to expand. Okay. So we're always forecasting the, you know, districts and their student populations that will be coming on board to ensure that we have the appropriate number of crisis counselors available to be available 24-7, 365. So we have three shifts. We have, I'm not yeah. sure exactly how they're divided up, but we have an overnight shift that, so they're available to take tips all day and night, every day of the year. They're really an amazing, committed um, group of people. That's beautiful. Do you, um, can you just talk one of the issues, uh, not issues, not the right word at all, but one of the demographics that we have in our district is students that speak, you know, multi-language learners. Absolutely. I I remember when we had the discussion, but I think you have translation services? So we um, speak several languages within the crisis center, Punjabi, Indian, um, Gujarati, Spanish, among others. And then also the P3 tip management system, which we utilize, is also has the capability to translate over to over 30 languages. That, that I, I just want to pause because we, we have 23 different spoken languages yeah. in the public schools. And um, that was another one of the criteria that we were looking at was to make sure that, you know, one, you have the translation services in your in the crisis center, but the P3 system that you utilize also does that. That's really incredible. Anything else I just wanted about the crisis center location-wise? I don't know if it's really relevant, but is that in multiple locations, different states? We're just in, um, we're just in one location right now that's completely yep. dedicated to okay. our tips. Excellent. Potentially there might be room for expansion later, but, you know, we are still young. So we do have the um, capability to expand, you know, up to over 40 crisis counselors can be in there at a given time. So two other questions that I have, one that I've heard repeatedly from some of our community members is, and you just said it, you know, we're relatively young, but will this be around, quote unquote? I Absolutely. Hear pretty frequently. Will we be around in two what do you, it's free? What do you mean it's free, right? I mean, I hear that, and I, I'm paraphrasing someone mm-hmm. asking at a school board meeting or in the community, like, this is a free service. I hope that's okay to ask those two questions, but sure. one, you know, the longevity, and two, can you just talk about those? Sure. I mean, we wish we didn't have to be around. We wish that we could be rendered obsolete in a perfect world, but we're in it for the long haul. We're an incredibly dedicated group of people and our founders are committed to this mission. 
of keeping students safe in their schools, homes, and communities. And we are committed to continuing our services. We have partnerships, you know, going into the next several years. And so we're going to be here. We would never, we would never pull the plug or anything like that. Um, That's not who we are. And so we're committed to the long haul and we have the resources to accommodate as we expand. In terms of, you know, the cost, quote unquote, we Our mission is to be able to provide this service free of charge to schools. We are able to do that through a variety of funding sources. We're a nonprofit. We're not in it to make a profit, obviously, because our sole goal is to keep students safe. And we're able to accomplish that through, we work with districts and states or different municipalities to secure um, federal grants through BJA. Those are called STOP grants. So we have several of those. Um, We also have a variety of generous grassroots donors, as well as major gifts that we're able to use to um, bring our services to districts. Thank you. I I think, uh, you know, you've really uh, gone through a lot of the, the questions that I've heard people ask about, all mm-hmm. really valuable and beneficial. I'd love to just end it on a little bit more about supporting our students. And what I mean by that is any you know advice or suggestions or whatever the phrase is that we as a school district, you know, just launching this program six, mm-hmm. seven, eight weeks in, you know, that we we should really keep an eye on to ensure that we're, I don't know if it's fidelity, but to make sure that we're we're doing what we need to do to message this to students, to provide supports, et cetera. So any closing thoughts about sure. that? Sure. Um, obviously, we provide you with the awareness materials. Really make sure that those are posted throughout the school. Remind kids that they can use a text code. If they're uncomfortable, you know, submitting a tip, they can also use the QR code that's on the posters. That's a good point. Um, Morning announcements are a great place to reinforce the availability of the program, as well as on your school website. Yeah, that's just saying that. And I think when you mean, when I think of morning announcements is, you know, not every day, but occasionally just putting that, right, kind of that snowball effect. I know mm-hmm. when I walk into our high school and junior high, those posters are front and center in multiple Great. places. But but I love the idea of the you know the occasional morning announcement, mm-hmm. whether it be in the morning announcements or what we call during our flex periods. Other and other times. Yeah. So think, the other thing too I really recommend is engaging your you know reg- I'm not sure if you already have it registered, but your Save Promise clubs with the student leadership element. It's yep really can't put a price tag on that. It's really important that these messages come from their peers. Also taking advantage of our digital learning center and all of the additional trainings that are available there. For example, the trusted, how to be a trusted adult training, and then posting, having folks in your school, school personnel, posting um, a poster on their door that says, I am a trusted adult. Yes. Yes. And then And one final thing I really want to highlight is that in terms of, you know, the P3 system, the tip management system has access, provides access to a wealth of different reports so that you can analyze trends within your district and schools and, you know, help you to see if maybe there is an area that might need to be focused on with the students and can help you just kind of dig a little deeper into why there might be a trend and what the root cause is. So really, you know, the great thing about this is that it gives you access to information that you may not have known 
previously. It's probably always been there, but you may not have known, or you may have gotten wind of it or learned about it with only 1% of the puzzle solved. And so you have to go out and conduct an investigation. The great thing about this program is that it actually saves you time because it gets you the information you need with 99% of the puzzle already solved. So it's like that qualitative and quantitative data can really help you make the appropriate interventions more quickly, which also saves you time and saves lives. And saves lives, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Anathea, this has been, I think, uh, one of the most rewarding conversations I've had in a really long time. Likewise. Yeah, really passionate about this work. I think we've got a lot of work to do and um, you know, your point about I wish we weren't, uh, we didn't need this type of service. But on the flip side, I'm really grateful for your organization to be partnering with Brunswick Public Schools. And, you know, I know you're a, a phone call or a text away. Absolutely, from, always. From providers. And, you know, I've got Jessica's, uh, you know, phone call. So I, I just to say that out loud, you, you really have wrapped around Brunswick school system to ensure that we launched in a productive way, but then also, I think you used the word sustainability, you know, long-term, how do we do this on yep. a sustainable manner? So it's been my pleasure, really. No, it's been uh, mine. Thank you so time. much. Thank you thank so you much. For, and thank you for all you do. I can tell you're very committed thank and you. thanks for all you to keep your kids safe. Hey, thank you for listening to the Brunswick Buzz. The Brunswick Buzz is available wherever you find your podcast.